Welcome to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, founder and CEO of the Modern Mind Group. We're dedicated to improving your people skills so that you can have better relationships with others for a much more fulfilling life or career. People skills are not just a nice to have, they're a have to have. So when it comes to organizations as well, this really does impact the workplace and the results that you'll get from that. We're going to be delving into topics such as emotional intelligence, communication, leadership, workplace well-being, mental health, culture, and performance. I'm going to be answering your questions on all of these topics and sharing some insights from my career to help you move forward and definitely emotioneer a modern mindset. Make sure that you subscribe to our YouTube channel or on the Facebook page as well as LinkedIn. We look forward to connecting with you there. Today's guest is the renowned and very well-respected Beiju Solanke, also nicknamed the Sniper Coach that I have met through the incredible platform of Clubhouse. Uh, I am pleased to bring Beiju to you as the guest today to talk about being enabled and accountability. Beiju, welcome to the podcast. Oh, Melissa, thank you so much for inviting me. Yeah, this this name, Sniper Coach, that didn't exist before Clubhouse, obviously through my conversations and holding people to laser-focused account. I've, uh, I've adopted that name, but, uh, but I'll own it. I'll take it on board. I'll own it, so that's all very good. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, tell us, okay, so that's that's kind of the, the tip of the iceberg, but tell us a little bit about you and what you do. So I'm a performance psychologist. What does that mean? My background's in psychology. I used to, many, many years ago, be a psychology lecturer for my sins. Loved it, enjoyed it, fell into it by accident, but like you do. Um, my aim was to be a sports psychologist. So I did a master's in sports psychology. And um, But from transitioning to teach into that, I thought I needed, some, I needed a job because I had a young family and stuff. Mm. So when you're, when you're in academia... It's very easy to get institutionalized within that realm. So I needed to f- say, okay, for me to pursue my sports psychology, let me find another job, sort of a, a job that doesn't require too much effort. And I got this sales job and uh, aiming to stay there for six months uh, while I finished my master's. I finished my master's and like sales, if you're not successful in sales, you, you soon get, you know, uh, you know, shown the door. Uh, but I was fairly good. Um, so good that I ended up being there nine years and uh, you get secure consumed by the travel the money the so-called easier life if you like so i was in corporate sales for nine years before i left to start my own business in 2007 which i'm doing now fantastic one of the reasons that i wanted to get you on the podcast as the sniper accountability coach was very much about this topic of accountability and when i talk similarly about it through the emotioneering and the the modern mindset i call it being enabled how enabled we are to do the things that we want to do with or without technology often people know they want to do something and they just don't take that step what are your thoughts about accountability the thing is as humans we're lazy we're lazy we're not born to thrive we're born to just to survive you think evolutionary is we're just required to let's find the next piece of meat so we can feed and then you reproduce and then you rinse and repeat the next day and that's it uh but humans create this we were we were able through whatever theory you believe is this consciousness and a thinking that no other creature on this planet has 
in a way that allows us to have um, intuition, that allows us to think beyond the present moment. If you think of animals, you think of like a, a bison chased down by a lion. Say it's been chased by a lion and then it doesn't get caught, but it's got a, 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 an escape. It's like a, so um, you know, just you know, ca- catches in, but the bison gets away. The next day, the bison's not saying, "I ain't going out. No chance, I'm going out again. That lion's going to get me." He just thinks in the moment. So as humans, we don't. We think ahead. So then we think of things that could or could not happen, which prevents us taking action. And then when we're in our head, we find convenient excuses. We find rationale. We find logic. We find intellectual argument. We we read books and intellectualize about the reasons that I'm not ready yet. And it's not perfect. And the world is in such a place that you possibly cannot be in a position for me to take action, which is all BS. So the why, why accountability works, three reasons. Number one, it's like a public declaration. And we as humans have pride. You know, we've all got little egos. We don't want to be seen fools. So if we declare something in public, all of a sudden, it's just even our pride kicks in to show, look, yeah, I can do it. Second thing is, you realise deep down that actually taking action on the thing that you're being held accountable for actually helps you. It moves your, it moves the needle in your business. It moves the needle in your life. So actually, there's a payoff. You're going to get something if you want to write a book or launch a course or get a new job or find a new relationship when you take action around that and you'll publicly declare that you 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 take action and the other part of it is 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 deadlines and 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 we need deadlines like that's why we fell into this well part of the reason we fell in society about a nine to five week because we have deadlines during the week you finish at five so make sure you get your work done you finish on friday make sure you get your work done it focuses the mind you know you've been a student i've been a student how many times we know an assignment's due in six weeks but we still leave it to this last six hours right we've all done it even though we could plan it so why does it happen because deadlines work when you've got a non-negotiable deadline so it's we're lazy so we need public declaration pride kicks in to make sure we get it done secondly is that we know it actually helps us the thing that we're procrastinating on helps us accountability does the job and also thirdly you realize that um the deadline with the accountability uh, makes make things happen we just we just get focused Love that. And I love the way that you talked about that pride, because it's definitely why I have coaches and consultants around me, because it's that you you have that accountability, you've put something out that you're going to do, and then you kind of come back to it and you've got to say whether you actually did it or not. Um, and sometimes that pain of of maybe missing a mark, it's it, it helps you actually get it done the next time. Right. And and so for people that are listening to this now, if, if you were going to say to them one thing that they, they know that they need to do, really, but they haven't done it, what would you say to them to help them move forward right now? I would say you need to be honest with yourself first. Don't give me the surface level, ordinary excuse you'll give everybody else, which are what? I don't have enough time. The one thing that equalizes everybody in the world is time. Now, I appreciate people might have different priorities. They've got you know kids or they're single parents or... Um, they've got certain uh, things they've got to do in their life that demand more time. And I get all that. But essentially, we've all got the, the same time. So well, number one, I would say to people, just be on it. If you're listening to this podcast, I promise you, give me your ex- give the excuses to me that you give everybody else. I'll destroy them. 
absolutely destroy them because you won't be left because what we will get to is the thing that you really want to do but you're not doing because of these convenient genuine excuses one or two things will come out one you realize that every excuse is just noise or you don't actually want the thing bad enough you're not ready for it or you're sort of kidding yourself so one or two outcomes will occur but you won't but promise you through through my questioning and just um understanding where you're at we'll get to one of those two scenarios and when you're honest with yourself is what's the payoff what's the payoff you are getting by not being honest what's the payoff of these excuses does it allow you to say uh yeah i, I i've got a convenient excuse if i never ever achieve my dreams i can look back and say well i only tried 80 percent Imagine this, now imagine you put 100% effort, you left nothing off the table, everything was there, you did everything from uh, using your resources, your resolve, everything you, you, you to achieve something in your life, and you didn't achieve it, right? Where'd you go then? It's like, people can't handle that. People can't handle, they put everything at the table and they realize, oh wow, I'm probably not good enough. Oh, sugar, where do I go from here? But the thing is this, is when you put everything on the table, when you try everything 100% from that frame of reference, an outcome will occur. Either something you don't want or a, an outcome that you you want but not the way you expected it to be. You now have more evidence to go again because people think that they're operating from their full cup all the time. Your cup is constantly being filled by new insights, new perspectives, new observations so your hundred percent today of what's available to you is 98 percent tomorrow because you've learned something today and but where you find people what i call the ordinary world is they're settling and the reason you know they're settling is they've got the same reasons and excuses every single day about why they haven't achieved they've got a victimless they've got a victim type mindset 99 percent of their thoughts today are very similar to yesterday and which will be very similar to tomorrow. So if your thoughts are the same for three days and ongoing, how would you expect different results? It just doesn't happen. Oh, and that is why we call him the sniper coach, guys. That right there and taking that responsibility for what we're doing and what we're not doing is exactly how they can move forward, right? And and thank you so much for, for sharing that with us. And I can see your book in the background. So do you want to give us a little bit of uh, an insight into that? Oh, well? on my poster, yeah. So the book, Change Your Game, as you see here, Change Your Game, if, you, if you're watching this on video. Um, I wrote this two years ago, just under two years ago. And it's all about, I wrote it, this is my third book. My first book was like a little e-book around sort of networking and how to, the effective ways of networking. And then I wrote, a book called uh, I'm an Entrepreneur, Get Me Out of Here, which is all about, I interviewed 11, 12 entrepreneurs to find out what you know, makes them tick, if you like. But this book, Change Your Game, was a result of the work that I've done with, with entrepreneurs, sports people, business owners, corporates over the years to determine what I think success is. Uh, what determines success and I and I call it change your game because I think life's a game and and we're all in a game and when you're in a game you need to understand the rules of the game the universal rules of the game and what makes up the game and there's three games we're constantly playing there's the inner game which is about your mindset your thoughts emotions don't kid yourself that everything comes from mindset people want from oh, mindset is not important well you the way you make a decision the way you take an action the way you conclude your perspective your frame of reference comes from your mindset 
So understanding how to conquer your inner game is game number one. Game number two, which I talk about in Change Your Game, is the game plan. And what's the game plan? It's the strategy, the roadmap that you employ for your life. Now, whether you run your own business, whether you work for uh, uh, someone else uh, in your life, what's the roadmap? You know, what, how are you going to get to the, where you're going to get to? You know, when we go shopping, the most organized people will have a shopping list, right? The ultra organized will not have a shopping list. They'll get their little scanner and they'll, they'll, and then they'll know exactly how much they're spending. You know, get what I'm saying? So there's different levels of your roadmap and strategy. But the quality of your roadmap based on what you want to achieve will determine your success. And the final game is the outer game, which is the actions. Now, it's not about just actions because everybody in the world who's woken up and gotten out of their bed takes action by definition because you can't get out of your bed. But what differentiates the the good, the great and the ultra successful is the consistency and or persistency of those actions. That's it. No difference. Now, you might say, yeah, but they've got more money. They've got more resources, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, because they're consistent and persistent, they become resourceful, which allows them to create more resources. So your resources today might be £10, but you need £50. Well, if you use the £10 in a resourceful way, that £10 might turn into £15 tomorrow. And what a lot of people do is, I've got £10. So they create a strategy that means they'll still have £10 in 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 a few months time so they've only got 10 pound roadmaps so with the 10 pound create the 50 pound roadmap how resourceful do you need to network do you need to call in favors do you need to be a bit street do you need to be a bit smart in terms of your questioning you know we have this phrase that it's not what you know it's who you know it is who you know but once it's who you know that'll open the door what and how will keep you inside that room otherwise the door will shut oh that's a thought and a half for many people that are listening to this. So we're talking about personal accountability and how people can really take, um, you know, the the kind of accountability for themselves, be enabled, take that action. Love the way that you talked around the change your game and the three sort of pillars to that. So thank you for sharing it. Let's talk a little bit about how we help other people hold other people accountable because you and I obviously work in the business world, in the corporate world as well. And what we see a lot of the time is that there seems to be a lack of accountability to holding internal stakeholders or teams accountable to the actions and the behaviors, not necessarily the results. Right. Um, so why do you think that there's a lack of that? Within the corporate space? Okay, so there's two parts of it. When there's lack of accountability, when you're looking at your team, so you've got the so-called leader or manager, why they hold them accountable is um, they don't understand. They they're not great leaders. They don't. They're fearful, and they're also um, they don't like conflict, and they don't understand how it motivates people. So they might instruct through wagging finger or through uh, instruction, which doesn't empower the person. So when they're not empowered, they're not going to get stuff done or they'll just do the minimum. They'll just do, do, what can I get away with to ensure I still get my paycheck on the 28th? And if you look at the corporate, the employee cycle, especially sort of the office sort of um, white collar, not necessarily blue work, blue collar, so not into that world, is they'll do just enough. Let's do just enough. What's my KPIs? Just do just enough. Very few people go beyond. Because if you've got that mentality, there's an argument. If you've got a mentality to go way beyond, is then you start thinking, oh, that's entrepreneurial thinking. 
and then there's that drive to do your own thing why would you work 40 hours to make someone else richer than you could but there's a definite conversation there the other way in terms of a, a team member not holding their leader or boss accountable even though they think well do you know what uh, I'm supposed to do this thing but you haven't given me this so I can do the thing is again is self-serving if I challenge him or oh, will I get the sack will I see will will I be seen as a troublemaker it's that sort of psychology so both is based on a fear based on coming from a different perspective I'm working with a corporate at the moment I deal with senior directors and teams I call the senior directors out I said I said you lead through fear and instruction I said start leading through empowering and believing that you have not you haven't got all the answers don't feel arrogant enough doesn't matter whether you've been there 30 years and that person has been there five years you don't have the answers and I'll prove it to you and I set them exercises to ask certain questions of their team members they won't know the answer they won't know what to do I said well the only way you'll know is by asking the question and then then giving them the environment to go and execute what your job is is to create the environment when they go execute if they fail is you've created the environment such that they don't fall so far down that everybody desires that you mitigate and that's your job as a leader that if they do not do it right or to the standard is your you've got um, um, enough uh, resources there to catch them as opposed to you set you don't set them up for failure you set them to progress but allow failure and when they understand that they're like oh my god I can get that person to do more than I did before the art of delegation and there's two ways you delegate you delegate through task or you delegate on goals and most leaders delegate tasks and when you delegate a task you then also delegate the instruction of the how that's when you don't empower people when you delegate the goal you're saying now you have to work out the how and I will support you in that and there's a difference between the art of delegation and accountability delegate a task not a goal goal means you're managing you don't get a goal not a task it means you're leading there we go some more absolute gold for us today thank you so much Beiju for for talking to us what I really want to know now before we sort of wrap up this interview is why do you do what you do I love it I love it I get I get I just you know I I just you know when you say would you live for life I, I I can't think you know a better feeling apart from the obvious a better feeling of when i work with someone and they get this what i call bum shift moment it's that aha moment they went oh my god i see it oh my god i get it oh my god really it's that thing i just i just love it i live my goal every day i wake up melissa and my goal every day is to change someone's life but what i'm not attached to is who that is how that is or when that is so I've put a, I put social media out there, right? Sometimes I get likes, sometimes I don't. Sometimes people comment, sometimes they don't. But I know, we all know this, that say you get 100 likes, probably 1,000 people have seen that post. They won't like it, they won't comment, I will never know they're engaged, but it's changed their life. They're waiting for me to do what I need to do. So I say to people is, don't be arrogant enough to think that you need other people's validation to tell you how you can do what you do. Whether you're selling a widget, or a service like what we do so I just love knowing that my legacy um, of helping the world develop their entrepreneurial skills is what I want to create and I do that for my books my speaking podcasts like this you know being collaborating with people like you um, so I just yeah just just can't think of anything else whatever job I'm doing if I was a dustman right I'd even then 
probably like, oh, do you know what? The way you um, tie up your black bags, do it this way, and then you won't leak it. I'd probably do that kind of. <laughs> so yeah. That's amazing. I could just see you now with your uh, your high vis outside my house, going, <laughs> "You do me a favour, no, do yourself a favour when you yeah. do this." Um, no, absolutely brilliant. Thank you so much for sharing that with us, and uh, just to see you you know and to watch you over the screen you know guys whether you're listening to this or whether you've seen some of the videos uh, from this just to see the way that you speak about that Beju, and just that self-satisfaction of being able to be here and serve others and to help them best is just amazing and I loved what you said about the validation and the fact that you know don't wait for others to validate you validate yourself and I definitely went through that journey myself by asking lots of questions and whether I was correct or not and when this particular mentor left the business that I was in and I used to phone him probably about six or seven times a day he left and I suddenly realized well he never told me no now I got to start validating me like I've got to start believing that the things and the decisions that I make have good outcomes and I think that's a brilliant message to leave everyone with today thank you so much for being here how can people reach you well, look, you know, I'm very fortunate. I've got a very unique name. So if you Google Beijer's Lanky, I'm all over it. But um, but I've got a great resource. You know, we talked about a book. Can I talk about my scorecard briefly? Yeah, That's the easiest way. So when I create the when I wrote the book around the free games, on the back of that, I thought, well, it's all very well people reading the book and saying, oh, okay, that's how I can improve my game. But I wanted to create something that gets them to understand how strong their current game is right now. So I created a scorecard off the back of the book, and the scorecard gives you an indication of how strong your inner game, your game plan and your outer game is. So if you go, I'm sure we'll put the link around this podcast, but it's changeyourgamescorecard.com. It's completely free. You click the button. It takes less than four minutes to complete. And then at the end, you'll get a nice report telling you uh, how strong each of your games are and some tips on how to improve them. So that's a great resource for people to have. They wanted to find out how strong their game is. Absolutely. And I'll make sure that they have the link. Beju Solanke, Sniper Accountability Coach. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much, Melissa. I really enjoyed uh, talking to you on this podcast and uh, good luck to you. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Emotioneering Podcast with me, Melissa Curran, today. It's been great. Remember to subscribe to Facebook, LinkedIn, YouTube, or all three. You can also come to the website, modernmindgroup.com, where you can subscribe there, stay in contact, and let us know what you really think. Give us the feedback. This is going to get better by knowing what you think. Uh, has this given you food for thought? Has it helped you change something? What has it inspired? Let us know because that's why we're doing it. It's all about the people, people, people. <laughs> Have a great day and ciao for now.